Eight. That's one. That's one. That's one. We'll see you Tuesday night. You know he's going to have a game when that nigga just go bananas. Young fella. Young <laughs> you know he's going to have a game when you go bananas, bro. Young fella. 40 point triple dub in the Western Conference Finals game one, bro. Young fella. Yikes. Young fella. Boy, was we, we treated today. The disrespect this kid gets, my boy, from the, from the league. Dope, man, I don't care about that. I don't care <laughs> about what we just saw, man. What a treat. What a treat. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. Me and Black just finished up game one of the Western Conference Finals on this glorious Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there in the world today. Hope all you guys had a fantastic Father's Day, uh, especially the real dads that are out there holding it down. Uh, in their children's lives, man. Happy Father's Day. Black, happy Father's Day, man. Happy Father's Day to you, man. I appreciate that. You know, personally just want to, you know, tell my father, happy Father's Day, my uncles and my grandfathers and my close friends. Yo, happy Father's Day, guys, because I remember when I was um, getting ready to become a father, OG told me one day, he said, you can't associate yourself with people who uh, are not putting forth the effort to uh, be a part of their children's lives. Said, uh, you'll be looked that fun if you associate with somebody who's not putting forth maximum effort to be a part of their kids' life. And that kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't hang with deadbeats. I don't hang with deadbeats. I don't associate with deadbeats. I understand some circumstances out there in the world are out of some men's control, and we're not here to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just want to salute the real dads who are playing a pivotal part in their kids' lives. And this your man, Black. We back in the building for another episode one of your favorite sportsologists in the building, D, my guy. Happy Father's Day, my guy. Thank you, sir. Thank Happy you, sir. Happy Father's Thank you, Day sir. to all the fathers out there that's doing their part, being that example in that little in in these kids' life and setting the standard to see for your kids to see how a man should walk. And uh, I I pre- I just want to say I appreciate you, D, for. Being that, being that father, that being being my being my brother and being a father, but being a guy I can come talk to when I have questions. We can talk about it because us being fathers, we always can bounce questions and ask each other things about sure. fatherhood, how it can help us. And I appreciate you, man, and always being there for me through um, through you know becoming a father and being a father. Just want to say. Uh, to my sons, I love you guys. Tristan, Easton, Braden, Daddy loves you. Always will be. Always rocking with y'all. Um, I'm just blessed, man, to be a father. And uh, I just love every minute of it, man. Yes, sir. It's special. It is indeed special. Kobe taught us to be better. Don't cheat me. Push, push, push. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better stretcher, better walker, better talker, better walk and walk and talk and talk. Better blocker, better sprinter, better loser, better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form, focus, better friend, better fighter, better rider, better eater. Mm -hmm. Better leader, better generation, better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player. Better shooter. Better scorer. Better goat. Yep. Better goat. Better mentor. Mm -hmm. Better minor. Major. Mover. Shaker. 
Better skater, better artist, yeah. Better teacher, better preacher, better believer. Better first, better future, better hero, again. Better hero, better mother, yeah. Better father, better father, better father, better father, better father. Better me, better you, better us. Mamba out. very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! It's time, once again! Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk? Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now. New Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show. Welcome back to episode 123 of the Sports Desk, man. We about to jump into a, 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 a large, large pool of NBA news that we have to get through to, to uh, through this episode, man. So, again, thank you guys for rocking with us for one more episode. But uh, we're going to talk about these NBA playoffs. Man, Black just wrapped up game one of the Western Conference Finals. We got a big game seven getting ready to tip off here shortly on this Sunday. Uh, Hawks and the 76ers. Of course, we're going to talk about the Nets and the Bucks. We're going to talk about these all NBA teams. We're going to talk about the all the rumors that's going on uh, in the league concerning the Mavericks and the Pelicans. And uh, shout out to our guy Lamelo Ball. Going to show him some love uh, today. Me and Black both predicted that he would receive this Rookie of the Year award, and he did. And we're going to reflect on Lamelo Ball. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Now, Black, I was minding my own business, man, chilling, man, and um. I got a piece of information that was dropped down to my phone, and Black, I'm going to take you back to the last dance, okay? Now, during the last dance after that, you know, it was rumblers that Scottie Pippen wasn't too thrilled. He wasn't too happy about how he was depicted in the last dance. He kind of felt the way. He felt less than. than, um, He felt like he should have been portrayed uh, to a higher role, and Scottie's had enough. Scottie is getting ready to come out with a quote-unquote tell-all book about the Chicago Bulls days. And I'm going to play this clip uh, from uh, Rob Parker and uh, Chris Broussard. They have their own podcast called The Odd Couple. And I'm just going to play a little clip of what we could be uh, expecting with this tell-all book from Scottie Pippen coming this summer. I got something to say. Scottie Pippen is tripping. All right, Rob G, tell us the deal. Well, he has a new book coming out, I believe, in the fall. and so Sounds like it's going to be a good book. I, I will say that. They did start the uh, marketing campaign earlier today, and his publisher put a doozy of a description on their website that got picked up everywhere. Let me just read you a, a little piece of it so you can get an idea of what you're going to get in uh, No Tippin' Pippin's upcoming memoir. <laughs> Simply put, Without Pippen, there are no championship banners, let alone six. Hanging from the United Center rafters. There's no Last Dance documentary. There's no Michael Jordan, as we know him. The 1990s Chicago Bulls would not exist as we know them. Pippen details how he cringed at being labeled as Jordan's sidekick and discusses how he could have and should have 
received more respect from the Bulls management and the media. He discusses what it was like dealing with Jordan on a day-to-day basis while serving as the real leader within the Bulls locker room. My, oh, my. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Now, let's go. Let's start. Let's start there. That's hot. Let's start there. Okay. So when when I when I heard this uh, clip from the uh, couple with Rob Parker and uh, Chris Broussard, I always knew that Scotty resented not necessarily Michael, but how he was painted in the media as this Robin, this sidekick. But Black, I want to ask you to now give my take because mine is very short and simple. Even though we know history, what history tells us in the basketball terms, that yes, Michael did not progress in the NBA playoffs and start winning championships until he got a reliable player to play alongside him, which was Scottie Pippen. But Black, I want to ask you, at any time that Scottie and Michael played together and you seen them on the same court, did you ever say to yourself, because I know what my answer is, did you ever say to yourself like, wow. I don't know who's the better player, Scotty or Michael. Did you ever have that conversation with yourself, Black? Uh, no, not really. Mm, okay, me either. <laughs> <laughs> me either. No, I didn't have that conversation with myself. What do you think this is about? Just by hearing that clip, what do you think this is about? I don't know, man. You know what? I'm not mad at Scotty for this. Okay. Because I, I believe I believe that. He was painted wrongly in the last in the documentary. Mm. He, I don't, I'm not. The reason why I think that Scotty Pippen should get more respect for for the things he accomplished without Michael Jordan as well. You got to remember this guy. Even though they didn't win the championship, they did not. They did not. But uh, MVP, he was in the MVP race the whole year that year. They went to what Eastern Conference Finals that year. They they did some great things. Scotty Pippen is a. a an all-around great basketball player. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so him being him being the sidekick to Michael Jordan, I I, I just don't I just don't like to say that because do we do we really think Michael Jordan would have six rings without Scottie Pippen? It's it's a great question. You know, but you know, I don't want us to go there because sure, I know sure, that sure. that'll ruffle, ruffle some feathers the wrong way of people <laughs> that we know and love here dearly. But I don't want to do that. But you know, I'm interested to see D the book because mm-hmm. we have been hearing for a long time, and the and the documentary has been out what two years now? A year, a year, a year. A year. So we've been hearing ever since it ever since it uh, premiered and it finished that Scotty was not happy with it at all. Mm-hmm. So. I'm interested to see what this book going to be like, D. Yeah, me too. Uh, just two things for me, and we, then we'll move on. When I heard the clip of the excerpt from the book, I was like, wow, that's that's very, very interesting. And then, two, I just started to think, why is Scotty feeling away? Why is Scotty feeling away? When you go back to the documentary, it's two it's two points that I can think of. Where I'm, where, where, that, two points that didn't sit well with Scotty if I'm Scotty Pippen. One was the contract situation that Mike sat there and he spoke on. And Scotty, he let, now Scotty kind of painted his picture wrong by saying, hey, you know, they're not going to redo my deal. I'm not going to mess up my summer. I'm going to hold off my surgery. I'm going to go enjoy my vacations and I'm going to go get surgery, rehab. You know, they're not going to play me like that. You know, that's for them not uh, to, you know, even look at renegotiating my contract. Did Scotty do what he felt he needed to be, what needed to be done? That's on Scotty. 
That was his business. But for Mike to sit there and say, well, Scotty was wrong. Well, well, yeah. Mike, that's not your that's not your uh, decision. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you shouldn't be speaking on another man's pocket or another man's situation. Because, Mike, you make it 36 a year. You good. Scotty People's making, what, $12 million a year? As a top 10 player in the NBA. Now, let's call it what it is. Scottie Pippen was a top 10 player in the NBA mm-hmm. when the Bulls was on their height. Yeah, he was. He was a top 10 player in that league. Yeah. I, I challenge anybody to come up with something else. So, that was one thing. And then the second thing was, how, why is Scottie that mad? Because at one point towards the end of the documentary, Michael Jordan did say this. He said, you should not talk Michael Jordan without mentioning the name of Scottie Pippen. He said Scottie Pippen was the greatest teammate that he ever had. He gave Scottie Pippen, I thought, an overwhelming compliment by saying those two things. So is this a money grab for Scottie? Is this an opportunity? Was Scottie talked up and convinced about doing this? Is Scottie and Michael's relationship not that good anymore? Like, what is this really about? Because I went back and I looked at that episode six of the documentary. I mean, episode 12 of the documentary. And it's Michael Jordan said that. You should not speak. What we did here in Chicago without Scottie Pippen's name. By far the greatest teammate I ever had. I mean, what else, you, what else should he be looking for, Black? <laughs> I don't know, man. Jordan was Jordan. Yeah, Jordan was Jordan. We, we don't even have to get into what Michael Jordan is, was. We don't have to get in that because we know it's a staple. So I'm really interested to see what this book is all about. Black, I'm going to get this book. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get definitely. this book. I'm going to read this book. Or audio listen to it, one or the other. And I'm going to really try to get a really inside look at what Scotty's problem is with this book. But I just found it very interesting the way they introduce what could be what's coming from Scotty Pippen with this book. Being the real leader of the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> That's kind of toasty. So, yeah. yeah. If, 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 if definitely one thing I think you hit the end, I think that's what it's about. You just... Mike messed up, bro. You just don't speak on the man pockets, bro. I agree with I, that. I, 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 you said it could be two things. I believe it's just that one thing. For a whole book, because though? Because, well, it's that one thing that, that sparked Scotty to feel a certain type of way. Okay. You know, for him to want to come out with his book and do a tell-all. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he got some secrets that didn't make the documentary that we need to know about. Maybe. You know, so I, I, I don't know what it is, but... Um, it's gonna be interesting, man. I, I can't wait to read it as well, D, when it comes out. It is, it is. All right, man, we're gonna transition uh, out of our opening topic, man. We're gonna dive right into our uh start bench cut. Some odds came out. Some odds came out over uh, over the night, and I saw these odds this morning, and I'm gonna see where Black at about these odds. Let's get this start bench cut going. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? All right, all right, all right, Black. Now, Black, now we are down to, well, we still have five teams alive. Five teams alive in these playoffs. But Vegas has put out their odds mm. on who is going to be, who could be the finals MVP. They've already mm. put out the odds, all right? With not even knowing the turn, uh, uh, the outcome of tonight's Game 7, 
with the Hawks and the 76ers. Obviously, Vegas feels like the, one of these teams is going to win. So these are the three players who they have on their list to be finals MVP this year. And I want to see who you start, who you mentioned, and who you cut in on this matter of who's going to be finals MVP. All right, first up from the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, you have former two-time MVP uh, defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Secondly, you have Joel Embiid, all right, from the Philadelphia 76ers. And last but not least, you have Devin Booker. Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, okay? These are the three players who they feel are in the pool to be named Finals MVP for this year's NBA Finals. Now, Black, I want to know from you, who's going to get it, who you think might get it, and who you just feel has no shot of being Finals MVP this year? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to start D. Booker. Absolutely. I'm going to bench Joel Embiid, Ooh. and I'm going to cut... Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm also going to start D book. Uh, I'm going to bench Giannis. I'm going to bench Giannis, and I'm going to cut Joel Embiid. Um, I just think last night, even though we critique Giannis' game heavily, I saw something last night in Giannis that I ain't never seen in Embiid. And I'm talking about true grit. That thing last night? Was real. <laughs> the Barclays Arena for that game seven, and we gonna talk about it. Black, that thing was real. That thing was real, bro. And Giannis literally was the definition of leaving it on the floor. When that game was over with, this man was done. Exceptional performance by that guy last night. We were going to talk about it. So it's going to be real interesting. Obviously, Vegas is saying no Atlanta Hawks, no Clippers uh, mm. in the NBA Finals. That's what Vegas is saying. So we'll keep a close eye on that. All right, man. We're going to transition to our next topic. Now, we haven't done this topic in a while, man. So it should be a lot of fun here. And I know you guys are wondering where the hell has what? Boy, what? What did you do in camp? Been at. It is back this week. All right, so Black, let's go ahead and get into this week's edition of What Did You Do in Camp? Now, Black, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with you, man. What did you do in camp? Who is your What Did You Do in Camp moment of the week? This week's What Did You Do in Camp moment goes to Joseph Malcolm Harris. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Small forward for the Brooklyn Nets. Do you want to know something that just didn't sit well with me? What you got, Black? In the semifinals Good of the God. NBA playoffs, mm -hmm. Joe Harris gave me a whopping three points, eight points, five points, nine points, and a whopping ten points in a game where you the Brooklyn Nets got closed out. Agreed. Now, Malcolm Harris... <laughs> What were you doing in camp? What were you doing in the practices that had you not be able to help Kevin Durant when he was giving his blood, sweat, and tears on the basketball floor? Dear God. We have James Harden out here with a two, uh, grade two strain. And where were you? Seemed like when Joe Harris got the basketball, the Red Sea sparted and he could not hit a shot. What did you do in camp? I mean, he had clear looks. Yes. Brick. 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 Yes. 
Joe Harris. Let's be better, man. Get back in that gym so you will not be on what did you do in camp moment again. What did you do in camp? Ooh, Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> Indeed. That's his real last I middle that. name. I, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. Uh, <laughs> my what did you do in camp moment uh, for this week? What did you do in camp? Belong to two people. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Please inform me. What were y'all doing up 25 points? And you knew you was going to be closed out. You were down three games to two on the road up 25 points. And both of you get ran down. Y'all got Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle. You ain't sitting in the front row with their feet on the hardwood for what? Just to go home? You got Terrence Mann. Shout out Florida State University. <laughs> Terrence Mann. Putting it on y'all and giving y'all that work. This is unacceptable on all fashions. Rudy Gobert, get the semen out of your sneakers. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, we don't want to hear you in postgame. This is going to hurt for a long time. The shock is not really worn off. I really can't believe what happened. You can't believe what happened? You want me to tell you again? You was up 25. <laughs> Quinn Snyder, you ever heard of any adjustments? Mm. You up 25 in the third quarter. Have you ever heard of any adjustments? I guess not Quinn. Mm. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, you both wonder why you guys were the last two picked in this year's All-Star game. You wonder why LeBron Raymond James and Kevin Durant laughed when y'all two names was last on the All-Star pool. And Rudy Gobert, you was picked last. <laughs> You deserve to go home Laying down those good people in Utah John Stockton and Carmelo Probably couldn't sleep at night Dang. Because y'all went home So once again man For my what did you do in camp Moment of the week Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell What did you do in camp Alright man It's been a while since me and Black done that man Shout That's out. fun man Yeah Malcolm <laughs> Malcolm <where you> <laughs> Malcolm Harris, wherever you at, my guy, chin up, chin up, man, chin up. Unfortunately, you know, you probably get you a little pass uh, out here because nobody from the media really want to talk to you, Malcolm. All right, man, we're going to transition out of your favorite segments, man. We're going to jump right into the NBA because, man, me and Black got a lot to talk about. All right, Black, let's jump right into it. We are knee deep in the NBA. Black, let's go ahead and kick it off, man. We already been uh, teasing it. Last night, Game 7, Brooklyn, New York, and the Barclays. You had the Milwaukee Bucks. You had the Brooklyn Nets. Give us an outstanding basketball game to determine who is going to go into the Eastern Conference Final. And that ended up being the Milwaukee Bucks 
in overtime, defeating the Knicks 115 to 110. Black, let's just kick it off with talking about the game. Just the game, your experience watching the game, what you felt watching the game. How was that contest for you last night? D, me personally, man, I in a excitement factor, I have to say that's one of the best NBA playoff games. It, it ranks up there for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, that game was everything about that game was exciting from tip. Yep. You know, blow for blow, back and forth. Man, who I'm looking at the Lead changes and ties, and I'm looking at them like, man, this thing's so close. You had 17 lead changes, biggest lead. The biggest lead was five points. Five points. And the Milwaukee won by five points. Yep. It was crazy, yep. man, that that this game was just nip and tuck, bike and forth. And these guys had been giving their blood, sweat, and tears. As I, I mean, they've been giving everything. Like to see Giannis and KD in the minutes that they played, like these guys got no production from their benches, no production whatsoever. And to see the magnitude of this game in 50, 55 minutes, 54 minutes, 40, 49 minutes, 48 minutes, just to see that man and, and, and for that game to wind up like that. And Milwaukee finally gets over the hump and get and reaches a, Eastern Conference Final, D, I was highly impressed. Man, I was I was sitting there twiddling my thumbs looking at the TV like, man, what's <laughs> happening? I'm sitting there watching like LeBron was playing. For sure. And trying to get to a finals, man. For sure. That game was that exciting to me. One of the best games. Shout out to both teams. Yeah, KD, yeah. Giannis. Shout out to you guys, man, for... The performance in the, that y'all put on in, in, in that game seven, one of the best game sevens I have seen in my life. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, shout out to our group chat, you know, that we have. Shout out to Fred and Sid and Smooth. Uh, me and Black are in that chat as well, man. I really enjoyed going back and forth with them while watching the game. But I'm, I, I, I echo Black sentiments from tip, man. This game was a chess match. This game was a heavyweight championship fight. Haymaker after Haymaker. It looked like the Nets was the Nets was starting to fold and they rose back up. Look, like the Bucks were starting to fold, then they rose back up. Huge shots from Giannis, huge shots from Durant. With these guys being the leaders of their team, they both was in a position to say, no, we are not losing. We are not losing. And I can appreciate the effort and their energy, the tenacity, the just overall just uh, um, energy that these two displayed to not let their teams lose. And there had to be a loser, and it was the Brooklyn Nets. But by God, Durant, and Giannis earned even more respect for me than I than I already had for them, especially Giannis. I knew Durant was not walking away quietly at all. I knew the potential for him to do what he did last night was more possible than what I saw Giannis do. And some people might not want to give Giannis his credit today um, because they feel like, you know, his game is sloppy. I agree. They feel like he can't do nothing but go to the rack. I agree. All of the negatives against Giannis' game, I agree. But listen, Giannis knew what he could do well. And that's tuck that head, tuck that ball, get to the rack, rack and ain't none of y'all going to stop me. And nobody did. He gave you a 40-piece. 
and Giannis, you look at these players, they're breathing heavy. Kevin Durant, like he about to pass out on the bench. Giannis gasping for air, needing a timeout because he just out of it. Like you seeing the amount of energy and effort that these guys are giving. That was the best, probably the best playoff game this year. That probably, and I might be remiss, I might be missing the game, but this deep in the season, that's the best playoff game I've seen this year. Bravo, hand clap to the Nets and the Bucks on last night's game. What does it rank up there with you as far as a closeout game in a game seven? Out of game sevens we didn't see in the NBA over our life, what would you say is would you say it's up there or as far as as far as where the game seven took place in the second round, it's probably the greatest second round game seven ever. <laughs> I'll give you that. But I got to really sit with that one, Black, to kind of really think because, you know, we've seen game sevens in the finals and the conference finals. But I will say this, effort and energy from the leaders of the teams, from tip to finish, Mm -hmm. it's up there. It's up there. It's up there. What about you? Yeah, uh, most most definitely, man. Uh, KD and Giannis, man, put on a performance. Like, this one thing about Giannis, and I can agree with what everybody hates about Giannis, his game. His game does... We don't we don't we don't like it. We want to see Giannis be better at every to to be considered a superstar. We want to see him be better shooting the ball, you know, form a mid-range jump. But this one thing I can say about Giannis in this playoffs this year, he never stopped tucking his head like you said, D. He did not. From did the not. beginning of the playoffs till now, Giannis was like, I'm not going to be stopped. I'm going to do what I do well. Mm-hmm. And y'all going to have to stop me. I would not be in stop because in the past, what did we see? When the basket get cut, cut, get cut off, Giannis disappears. Yep. As bad as it looked, Giannis didn't disappear in these playoffs. He has not. He has not disappeared. So he's been doing what he does best. Like it or not, hate it or love it. His team is moving on to uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to... We was and he and I didn't know what we were going to get out of him, but in the clutch, when shots needed to be made, Chris Middleton came alive. He did, he did. He came alive when they needed big shots. He did. Shout out, shout out to Drew Holiday made big shots down the stretch when they needed to. I mean, he had a, a awful series. Awful. But when it was on the line, big shots were made by those two guys. And we talked about we talk about them a lot in the in our group, how their game and what they do. One thing we gotta respect, when it was on the line, those guys made shots. They did and made plays. They did. No matter how we like it or how it looks, they got the job done. Yep. Kudos to the Bucks. Look here, man. If we had a sound on here that could give Kevin Durant some hand clumps, D, I would tell you to hit it. <laughs> Look, man, I'm like one of the hardest critics for Kevin Durant. Yeah. And 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 D, I gotta sit here. I gotta apologize to Kevin Durant, sir. I apologize to you. If you just have because I was I was so hard on you once Kyrie and these guys went down. It was something I needed to see. And yeah. D D even said it. D was like, "Bro, I just believe Kevin Durant gonna gonna give you everything he got, and it's gonna leave us so we we're not gonna be able to talk about him in a negative light." We cannot. We cannot. This man gave you everything he had in the tank. Yep. Plus some. Yep. 50 plus minutes. Like looking at Kevin. As long as Kevin Durant been playing basketball, I've never seen him look like that. Kevin Durant literally had nothing left to give. You know how I know he had nothing left to give? Because when you take a shot that Kevin Durant probably would have made 
most times in his career and he airballs it, that tell me that's a guy who gave everything. He didn't have no lift. He didn't have nothing left to make that shot, D. He didn't. He didn't. To get his team tied, he had nothing left. Mm-hmm. He literally pulled his heart and soul in his team. He gave he gave the Brooklyn Nets the, uh, a chance to have an opportunity to move on, but they came up short. Yeah. <clears throat> and as I said, what do you do in camp moments? Joe Harris. Jesus. Uh, Blake Griffin. Where were you guys at? We know Kyrie Irving, James Harden. I know you out there doing all you can. All you can, man, on that on that second whatever string, hamstring, second grade. Yeah, second grade hamstring. You was on, man. You were trying to do everything you can to help your team, but he was a liability. He shouldn't have been yeah, out there yeah, on the yeah, basketball. He, was, he, was. He, he shouldn't have been out there on the basketball court. And I mean, people were dogging James Harden this morning when I got to work. I'm like, man, the man was hurt, but he was out there trying to perform for his team. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets gave everything they had, man, to try to get this done. And they came up short. But shout out to Kevin Durant on just the amazing performance, man, in this series. Like, I've never seen this before out of KD like this. Like, just being the leader of that team and giving it everything. And then to see his demeanor, he did it in. It's, it, it was amazing to watch, D. I liked everything that KD was doing. And I have nothing negative to say about Kevin Durant, man, out of this series at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is what you was. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Black was looking for. Yeah. For Kevin Durant. Yeah, I have to echo those sentiments, man. Um, I, I, we've always seen KD run alongside with others. You know, in OKC, mm-hmm. he had a Westbrook. He had Harden. He had Ibaka. I mean, they had a very solid team in OKC. Of course, he goes to Golden State. We don't even have to go there. Steph, Clay, Draymond, just a well-oiled machine when he got there. But then you get to Brooklyn, we get to these circumstances with the injuries of Irvin, injuries of James Harden. KD's the lone standing superstar that's fully healthy, coming back off Achilles, hamstrings himself. And we question if he will be able to gut through. We question it all season long. We are not in no way, shape, or form um, giving, you know, people the opportunity to say, oh, look at him changing their thoughts. No, that's not what we're doing. We saw this with our own eyes. But for KD to look all of us in the eyes in this series and literally say, watch this. We watched. We're going all the way back to game five when he dropped 49. And was the only thing out there doing anything for Brooklyn. We even could go to game six. He still gave you 30. But what I saw last night, that was a man that said, they're going to have to roll me out of here before I lose. And that's exactly what they had to do. (laughs) Because even the shot that he took, and I was saying it in the group chat, even, even though I thought it was a bad shot, in overtime against Drew Holiday, I feel like Durant could have got a better shot because he had the space. Not did not critiquing it, but if you look, Drew Holiday's on him. Massive size advantage. But then I had to recant and say, man, this minute 50 for this man. It is. It was. Dude. This minute 50 for this man. Legs gone, this man at 49 points already. <laughs> and this man trying to, he can't go to the rack. He can't. That's not a possibility for him to do that. And he rolls up and he hit that air ball. But that take nothing, takes nothing away from his performance. Um, shout out KD. 
You know, I, 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 he gained more respect from me in this series due to the circumstances because there ain't no secret. We know, we, we know who we compare him to. We know LeBron is the echelon. We know we always size LeBron up for everything Bron had to do. And we want to see if other players are capable of doing that. But I'll say this. In the entire NBA, I don't think nobody else could have done what KD did last night. Mm-mm. Giannis had help. He did. Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard, I don't think Kawhi Leonard could have done that. He had help in Toronto. He had help. So who else was capable of doing this? As great of a score as James Harden is, probably the greatest perimeter score of all time. When James Harden's number got called in Houston, could not do this. Could not. So due to the circumstances, this up and down, drama out series, KD, he answered, man. He answered the call. He get no pushback from me, man. They took an L. They went to the house. I can't say I'm not sad. I can't say that I'm uh, 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 not uh, a little bit happy that they are not moving on because I'd be lying if I didn't because I definitely ain't want to see them hold up a championship uh, this year. But if they somehow, some way would have made it to the NBA Finals, man, it would have been well-deserved and it would have been a well-earned championship but we don't celebrate ifs here. Mm-hmm. That's why I put it out there. Bucks move on. Black, let's talk about Giannis, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm happy for Giannis, man. Mm-hmm. To be considered a superstar among some of the great players, that some of the superstars that we have in our league, mm-hmm. for him to finally get over the hunt, hump and do it with Milwaukee. He didn't have to leave. He got over the hump, man. And and to see him move on to the Eastern Conference Final, I'm, I'm expecting I'm – expecting, Greater things out of Giannis, man, moving forward. Like, I feel like you got over your toughest test, man. You got over your toughest test in the Brooklyn Nets. Even though they had injuries and things that happened, you got through your toughest test. And I think Philly or Atlanta, whoever it should be, I just want to see him push the envelope. I want to see him keep keep pushing the envelope and have the opportunity to go to the NBA Finals, D. But like you said, blood, sweat, and tears out of Giannis, man, in this series, man. Mm-hmm. Blood, sweat, and tears. It, it, and, it, and it wasn't pretty at all. No way. It wasn't pretty at all. No but way. But to see this guy give it his all, which in the past we've never seen that from Giannis. No, sir. In the playoffs. When it came to the playoffs, we always seen what? Giannis disappear. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we question about Giannis. Mm-hmm. Is he going to show up? Or is he going to go in the corner and disappear? Mm-hmm. Giannis showed up and got his team over the hump. Shout out to Giannis. Shout out to the Bucks moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, shout out to uh, Giannis, man. Shout out to everything that he did last night. Showing grit, showing heart, showing guts, man. Drew Holiday, abysmal game into the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. And he just two threes in a two-pointer. <laughs> He scored eight points in a matter of um, a minute. Minutes, yeah, a minute. Yeah. And then went right back colder in overtime. <laughs> but th- th- his team needed that. Yeah. But let me tell you something right now, man. Chris Middleton, he needed this moment last night. Mm. Chris Middleton will be the reason the Bucks win or lose the NBA championship this year. A ball handler can create his own shot anywhere on the floor. When you're coming down late in the stretch of these games, Giannis cannot touch that ball. It needs to be Chris Middleton. I don't care what nobody is saying in the media. Well, Giannis should have the ball. Giannis should be taking the last shot. No, Mm -hmm. he should not. Chris Middleton is the source that the Bucs got to use. And I saw it last night when he caught that ball on the left side of the court, Mm. dribbled around to the front, came down, hard step, did that move, and spent back and jumped up and bucket. 
Big shot. You need that to Big win titles. Shot. Giannis can't do that. Mm-mm. We seen Giannis do the shimmy in the fadeaway and the ball went outside the stadium. We seen him do it. So shout out Chris Middleton, man. Great win by the Bucks. Shout out Coach Budenholzer for making certain adjustments. Now, I will say this. If I got a small critique on anything with the Bucks and Giannis last night, Giannis had to take Durant in overtime. Why Giannis was not guarding him in OT? But you, you know what, D? I understand what we're saying about him not guarding, but you got to realize something. And I don't think, and I don't think we give him enough credit for it. As well as he played down the stretch and down the clutch, Chris Middleton did a, a hell of a job. What he could do once, uh, once, once PJ Tucker fouled out. Oh, shout out PJ Tucker as well. Go ahead. Once he fouled out, Chris Middleton took on that task of guarding Kevin Durant. He did, and didn't do a bad job. You know, and you know, reason why I say he didn't do a Bad job because on 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 key possessions, Kevin Durant came down and Chris Middleton on him. He either blocked the pass, deflected the pass, mm-hmm. or stole a ball from Kevin Durant. In mm-hmm. key moments, great job, great job by him offensively and defensively. D, I believe if Giannis was on him, Kevin Durant eyes would have would have been big. Okay, he literally, I I believe he literally was shot. He couldn't. I don't even think he had it to guard KD. They had to. They had to. They had the scheme against KD defensively, mm-hmm. and you got PJ Tucker who who gonna get up in his chin, rough and tough. You know, do what he can to bother KD, which is did, and it was so crazy to see Kevin Durant mom talk about this ain't no football, this basketball, mm-hmm. and PJ Tucker laughed at laughed at his mom on the sideline. It was cra- It was it was crazy to watch because PJ Tucker this whole series was physical with Kevin Durant. Great job. Great job by him, but Chris Middleton, you have to give him his just two on the defensive end as well. In key moments, he made big plays where ball either got deflected or stolen when he was guarding Kevin Durant. I see what you're saying, but as far as the superstar aspect, like Kawhi Leonard, uh, I was I was watching the All the Smoke podcast, and they had Phil Laney, uh, assistant coach, just renowned assistant coach in the league for the Lakers and the Raptors and everything. And he was on that championship Raptors uh, coaching staff. And um, Nick Nurse came in, and um, uh, uh, who Giannis was going off. Giannis was going off against them. And they came in, and Nick Nurse started giving adjustments to Norman Powell to take uh, Giannis. And and he said, uh, uh, Kawhi said, ain't no adjustments. The adjustments is I'm taking Giannis. Mm-hmm. And the coaching staff walked out. That's what Laney said. Nick Nurse, everybody walked out when uh, Kawhi said that. And that's what I'm looking for from Giannis. Okay. In those types of games, this is game seven. Your team, you former MVP, former defensive player, defensive player of the year, your team is looking for you to do it. Now I hear you, P.J. Tucker, Chris Middleton. Yes, they afford some type of challenge for Durant. But if it was me, D, mm-hmm. in that situation, I'm looking at my coach in his eye, bro, put that away. I got KD. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for him to do that. And at some point, with them going forward in these playoffs, Giannis going to have to do that. Yeah. Because he's going to run up against somebody. And that's they're going to be giving them the same work KD give them. And what Giannis going to do? Well, yes. Well, if, so if I had any critique, that would be the critique. But job well done. Bucks advancing. Hell of a series. Hell of a game seven. Was so much fun to enjoy. All right, man. So we're getting ready for game seven. Game seven with the Hawks and the Sixers. That's happening tonight. Real quick, Black 3-3, obviously. 
back and forth series. It looked like the Hawks was going to take something at home. Looked like Philly was going to open this thing up earlier in the series. But now we're sitting here 3-3. Black, what do you expect to happen tonight? Who are you going to roll with? Because, of course, by the time our listeners hit this, the game would have already been over. But, Black, who's going to take this thing in advance to the conference finals tonight? D, this is really hard to pick, man. This is really hard to pick, but... If I had to be a picking man right here, we doing it. We doing it at the sports desk. I'm a roll with Joel Embiid, man. I think Joel Embiid goes crazy tonight. I know he's dealing with that meniscus tear. Yeah, yeah. And you know, but he's been playing good with the meniscus tear. Like Joel, has, Joel Embiid has been unstoppable in this series. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else around him that's not showing up. I don't know what the key is to get everybody else going. Well. You know what? I apologize. I'm wrong. Seth Curry's been showing up. Dear Lord. He's been showing up. D, where's Ben Simmons been? And and I know you, you Ben Simmons is one of the guys you like. But D, this kid, he has to come up big tonight in some type of way. I don't care what it is, D. He has to show up and give some help to Joel and B, Seth Curry, and him. It has to be them three for this to get done tonight. And then hopefully your others can help and pull in and get this job done because little Trey Young not joking, bro. Ice he is not joking. I mean, these boys, Collison and them boys, them boys are not playing around and they not worried about playing in Philly in a game seven because they didn't win there. They didn't win in there one twice. They won twice in Philly already. They're not worried about losing a game seven. In they think they can come in here and steal game seven. So Philadelphia is going to have to be locked in. Indeed, one of the things you say about NBA playoffs, this thing going to come down to coaching, man. What, what Doc Rivers going to do? What you going to do? Yeah. What you going to do, bro? Yeah. You can't come out here and build a big lead and get ran down like you did a few nights ago. Mm. Mm. I think Joel Embiid is uh, put a stamps on this game tonight. Shows why he's he's one of the better players in the NBA, and closes Atlanta out tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be a very hard fought game. I think that Philadelphia will win. I think Embiid will go crazy. But Tobias Harris is my X factor. Mm. Tobias Harris got to come along for the ride. You can't be making 180 million dollars. <laughs> And giving seven points in game five. And giving 16 points in game six. Nah. nah. You need to earn your check tonight. Ben Simmons. I've been tooting my Ben Simmons horns. But I can no longer do it, Black. I can't. Something is up with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons not even doing what he is known for anymore. He's shying away completely offensively. Defensively, he looks disengaged. I'm going to just stop playing around here. He won't be a sixer next year. They gotta, mm. He got to go. Him, wow. and Embiid, him and Embiid ain't going to be able to work. Because I saw highlights of him, and I was telling you this before we started recording. I saw highlights of Ben Simmons in the summer league. Y'all could go YouTube it. This man was literally hitting jumpers. He literally was pulling up, hitting jumpers, not shying away. And Shaquille O'Neal said it at postgame. And uh, for last night's Nets and Bucks games, they were talking about this game. He said he playing scared. Say Ben Simmons is playing scared. 
And I don't know if it's a communication breakdown with Doc Rivers. I don't know if it's a communication breakdown with his teammates. But something is wrong. And this is the reason why Philly won't win the title this year. Mm. Because they, I, I didn't expect for this to happen. I expected Ben Simmons to play elite defense, get to the rack when he wanted to, which he's capable of. But now when he's out there on the floor, he's like a liability. And these last two games in particular. So I'm not really sure, but I don't think that's going to cancel out tonight. I think Embiid, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Maxi. I think the role players come to play at home, and I think Philly get a hard-fought Game 7 win to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And shout-out Freddie Bricks. He was saying last night to Twitter, Lord, please don't give us Ben Simmons and Giannis in the uh, Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. Well, Fred, that's exactly what it looked like we finna get, man. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting now. For the NBA's sake, somebody in that front office is hoping that the Atlanta Hawks win this series. Because if you're not a real basketball fan, you're not going to be sitting down watching Philly and Milwaukee. Mm. That's not going to get a lot of views for the NBA. And Black was saying this before uh, we recorded. He just threw it out there like, man, is there any superstars left in the playoffs? And I said, well, I guess you could say Giannis. But if you're talking about that superstar, superstar, nah. Mm-mm. No Braun, no KD, no uh, Steph, no James Hart. I mean, it ain't no pop. Now you got some budding, rising superstars yeah. uh, in book. Mm-hmm. Uh, out here doing this thing, but um, it's not D. You got what if you get your Paul? If you get your Paul George, not a superstar. Great talent, but not a superstar. So mm-hmm. I don't know. The NBA is in a fragile place, but that Eastern Conference Final could be probably some of the lowest ratings the NBA done had in a while. Yeah. And in in the seat is D. Like you said, we was talking about it in the seat. Like this is one of the first times in a very long time that we haven't had a superstar or or LeBron James or. <clears throat> A, a Stephen Wardell Curry, a face, of the, league. A a face, face of, of the league, player in these moments. Yeah, and it's different. But like you, you said something. You was like, I like it. I'm enjoying it because we really, at this point, we don't know what's going to happen. We do not know. You literally can sit back and watch it and be like, Wow, wow, yeah. Like yeah. I can't believe this is happening. We seeing this kid grow up. We are seeing this kid grow up before our eyes. Yeah, we are seeing this kid take. Take advantage of the moment right before our eyes in the playoffs. We just got through looking at Devin Booker and what this kid just did had me and D like, this is crazy to see him mm-hmm. the way he hooping in these playoffs. The way he is hooping and in 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 I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying it. I missed I missed the superstars, but that's but these that's behind us, bro. We got to enjoy the young up-and-coming talent that we have in the playoffs. And that's exactly what we got. Young, up-and-coming, up-and-coming talent in the NBA. New fa- new so-called faces of the NBA. That's what we're seeing. And, and, and I think that this could be good for the NBA because you're not only going to be able to... Not only do you miss your superstars and your faces of the league, you're going to be looking at guys around that's left in the playoffs... Oh, that guy could have something. That guy probably could have something to carry the league or be a face of the league. But, man, I'm I'm loving what we're seeing. It sucks that we don't have the superstars in the NBA because, like they say, ratings are going to be down. 
But man, I'm sitting. It's 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 exciting to sit back and just watch the NBA, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like like Black said, yeah. What I love to see KD, LeBron, Steph Curry, James Harden. What I love to see those guys. Absolutely. And this is no knocking anybody who's left, but the NBA is now coming to the point where LeBron's going into year 19. KD's in year 14, 15, 14. Like, you got guys, you know, Steph Curry is, believe it or not, going into year 13. Mm. Like, you need the new stars, and I hate that it had to happen this way due to injury, but Devin Booker and the Joker and Jamal Murray, like, uh, Donovan Mitchell, like, the league is starting to bubble its new guard, you know, when KD and LeBron and all those guys go ahead and retire. So, it's a good thing um for me as a lover of basketball i want the suns to win the title that's the team that i want to win the championship this year because i'm just enamored with their journey big fan of devin booker and even though cp3 hit some protocol issues he'll be back i mean if if anybody deserves a real crack no matter how you feel about his stance at his point guard ranking whether he's number one or number five or number ten who else left in the league with this much tenure would you would not would you wouldn't want to see win would you want to see win the championship? Chris Paul's got to be at the front of that list. Got to be. I mean, don't get me wrong, Giannis for Giannis uh, credentials that he's done so far in the league. Yeah, of course, of course Giannis deserves a crack to be a champion. I mean, my guy's a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. Yeah. And if he can get one in Milwaukee, woo. Yeah, that's something that you'll you'll see. <laughs> but for me personally, it's just got to be CP3. Yeah. Love Most Devin. Definitely. Yeah, love Devin Booker's story. Love Monty Williams, Monty Williams, the head coach. If you don't know his story and mm. what he's been through, please go watch it on YouTube and what he's been through. So I'm rooting personally for the Suns to get the job done. But, you know, we're just going to have to see. We're just going to have to see uh, how that goes. Um, all right, Black, let's go ahead and transition into t- today's game. We were wild. You know, we opened up the show as the game was closing. We were wild. Game one, Western Conference Finals, Suns and Clippers. Black, we walked in, ending of the third quarter, going into the fourth, and we were giving a quick show. What was your take on just Devin Booker's performance in this game uh, to go up one nothing on the Clippers? Man, <sighs> This kid, this kid got it all, man. I and 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 we were talking before we started the show, and I'm like, D man, what if this kid? He already got a a crazy mid game. What if he developed a three point shot with that crazy mid game that he already has? Like he gonna be unstoppable, man. Mm-hmm. Like he got a handle. I mean, he just got all the goods. Devin Booker to me got superstar written all over him. Of bro. course, of course, of course. He got superstar written all over him, and and, and I think the league. Looks very badly in my eye that they're doing this kid the way that he does the, the all star snubs, the all NBA snubs, and all this kid is go out and dominate. He dominated the Lakers, he dominated the Utah, I mean, the, the Nuggets. Uh, Denver Nuggets, and he just dropped a 40 point triple double against the Los Angeles Clippers. Like, what else do you need to see from this kid? Now, don't get me wrong. Him and Paul George going blow for blow in the fourth. I mean, in the third quarter. He scored, Booker scored 18 and Paul and Paul George scored like 15 in the third. And these guys, this was a great game, but it came down, it came down to the last minutes of this game where D Book was like D, like you said, D, he was controlling the offense like Chris Paul would if he was 
in the game. He was finding the open man, finding finding the right person coming off the screen, and his and his role players were making shots or getting buckets. You said it was going. To, you said it was going to come down to him and Aiton, and that's what we saw. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Mikael Bridges who yes, showed sir. up and played basketball. Big shots late. Aiton had one big shot in in the fourth corner when it came down in the stretch, but it was booking booking Mikael Bridges. It was those two guys who was getting getting the job done. So the Suns, man, the Suns gonna be a tough out, man. This I believe this is gonna be a very good series. But like you said, dude, man, I gotta I gotta root for the Suns. Just on the just on the strength of Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul was that player that came in the class with LeBron, D Wade, Mello. and Melo and those guys. And he's the he him and Melo are the only two that don't have a ring. And who's more deserving in the ring than Chris Paul, man? Everything he's done been he he done been through in his career. He done been through some wild he stuff. He done came man. up short and been Injuries. injuries and everything, and now you got the protocol. That junk just hurt me to my heart. I agree. When that announced, man. I agree, man. And even though it, it was enough time for him to be able to get back and have an effect on this series, sure, absolutely. Happy that the Suns was able to get Game One without Chris Paul. Yeah. And now Chris Paul comes back in the fold, and let's see what happened in this series, D. Yeah, you look at the production from Phoenix. I mean, this is very good. You had uh, D. Book, of course, with a 40-point trip dub. Uh, Aiton with 20, Crowder with 13, Bridges with 14, Payne with 11, Johnson with 12, Craig with another 8. Just all-around all production uh, from this team. And then you go to the Clippers, and you can see the difference right now. Now, George had 34. George could have had 42. He was rather quiet in the fourth quarter. But Reggie Jackson, again, you called it a couple weeks ago when we mm. were talking on the show. Reggie Jackson is hooping, hooping. Mm-hmm. Look like Kawhi Leonard may not touch the floor in this series, and we'll talk about him in a second. But besides Jackson, Rondo gave you eight, Zubok nine, Beverly with two, Cousins gave you 11 quick points. Does he need to play more? Look like it. Batum with five, Morris with six. He got to play better. Morris is a key for the Clippers. And then Terrence Mann with nine. Now, I know Terrence Mann, Mann gave you 39 points in the closeout game against uh, Utah. He ain't giving you 39 points a night. Terrence Mann is capable, though, of giving you 15. Mm-hmm. Ty Lu is giving this kid all of the opportunity that he wants. Terrence Mann, he can lock in a fifth, uh, excuse me, an 80 to 75 to 80 million dollar contract this offseason. If he if he just continues to play the way he's been playing. Potential, check, 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 check. Athleticism, energy, check, 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 check. But this kid, if he settles down, he could give you 15. Yeah, of course. And Paul George is going to need more help. He got Jackson, but somebody else going to have to come along for the ride. And Paul George can't be disappearing, bro. Now in the fourth quarter. He had he 34, cannot. but he should have had 40. Yeah. She should have had He disappeared 40. in the fourth. And you even said it before we started recording. Where is Paul George? Yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Where is he at? It was it. He was nowhere to be found. And you have to have the ball in those moments. You know what the difference was in that game? Between D-Book and uh, Paul George, mm-hmm. D-Book had the ball every time in his hand to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Paul George should be the one in his hand to make that decision. Yeah, now we were saying that late in the game. Every time the Phoenix was coming up, what, what, what was I saying? Get the ball, Book. Mm-hmm. Get the ball. And you know what? You've seen Book's game evolve in this game. He was controlling the pace of the offense for his team. 
Just the key passes that he was making. Pick and rolls, coming off screens. Like He was making some incredible uh, decisions to get his team uh, the points that they needed to get this win. And how about his awareness late in the fourth quarter? They trying to trap him. He, he gets free, catches, spins, free lane to the rim, dunk. Now they up four. Mm-hmm. Get the key steal, foul. Now he go down, knock down two free throws. Now they up six, they get the win. Like, just everything went right for the Suns in the fourth quarter. Now, the Clippers ain't going nowhere. They not. They well coached. They a tough They're going to make adjustments. They're going to make big time adjustments. Mm -hmm. It is. Now, it's going to be close. I just saw something on Bleach Report. It's going to be close if Paul will be able to play on Tuesday. The game, if they said the game would have been on Wednesday, he would have been good. But the game is on Tuesday. The Eastern Conference Finals won't start on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks got a minute to chill while waiting on this fee, uh, Philadelphia and an Atlanta game. But game two of the West is going to be happening on Tuesday night. So it's going to be interesting to see if Paul can get back. I think the Suns did what they need to do. They needed to get a game at home. They couldn't have a four. Because the Clippers had all the potential to come in and steal two games at home. Yeah, yeah. But D-Book said, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. So all around game, game, this is going to be an incredible series. You know, don't get me wrong. Do I want to see the Clippers in the NBA Finals? Heck no. I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't wait. I don't want the basement boys in the NBA finals. That's what I call them, the basement boys. I don't want them in the NBA finals. I want to see the Los Angeles Clippers go home. I want the Suns to go to the finals. Even though I like Paul George and I'm a fan of his game, uh-uh, I ain't trying to deal with it. <laughs> I ain't trying to deal with it. So we're going to monitor you know, this series. But let's talk about, obviously, the other elephant in the room, Kawhi Leonard. My God, what a break. What a bad break. This man was turning it up. Yes, he was. In this series against Utah, he was lit. Matter of fact, let's go all the way back to game Three. six of against the Mavericks. Oh, yeah. He'd been yeah, on yeah. the tear. He was on the tail, yeah. He'd been on the tear. And then for him to come down, shake up that knee, potential ACL injury that could require surgery. What a bad break for Kawhi Leonard. What you got on that, Blake? Yeah, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's iffy for me, D. Like, all the superstar players just hurt, man. Key players hurt, even though, you know, we still got Chris Paul in it, but he was out the COVID. But to see him, uh, his injury get announced and then Chris Paul with the COVID, then you had AD and LeBron who were playing hurt. And just just to see all these players, James Harden with the strain, Kyrie Irving, like just key guys getting hurt in this year playoffs, man. It's just strange. We've never seen this before. No. You know, and like you said, Kawhi Leonard, man, he was turning it up a notch. And you could you could you could potentially say he was turning it up or not he was finna get his team to the finals, bro. Yeah. He was on the mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was balling, like Utah couldn't do nothing with Kawhi and to come down and make a move, man. And you kinda and I seen the play and I was like, oh man, that's where he did it at. Mm-hmm. Like it and it was a non contact. He just came down the wrong way. But man, tough blow for the Clippers, but I love the way the Clippers responded without Kawhi. But man, just just tough to see Kawhi and uh, him not being able to, you know, get to a finals with the Clippers. This is the reason why he came to L.A. Yeah. To try to get to a finals and win the championship with the Clippers, man. And for it to be cut short like that, man, D, that sucks, man. It does suck. I hated to see it. I hated to hear it. Um, For the role that this man was on, the Clippers, like, they were really taking it to the next step, man. And for this crazy injury to take place, it sucks. You don't want to see this. We root and we cheer. We root for and cheer for who we want. We boo and boo who we want. But... I don't want to see nobody get hurt. I don't want to see nobody go out like this. I don't care who you play for or who you are. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And Paul, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard, unfortunately, was a victim now. All reports are saying that he's out. 
that he's going to have to have surgery. But they came out today and said he's rehabbing at the house to see if there's they could get it to somewhere where he can play again. So I don't know what to believe, because if it's an ACL injury, you can't play on that. Your mm. knee is unstable. There's no way you can play. Now, if it's an MCL, like in B, mm-hmm. you can play on that. So maybe they're trying to determine MCL or ACL. That's the only thing I can think but of. But I thought the rumor was that it was an ACL. Rumor is ACL, but okay. the Clippers have not come out and say that he's done. They just keep saying, hey, he's out for games one and two. So no one has came out and said nothing. And, and Kawhi's camp, of course, is zip lip. They ain't saying nothing, obviously. So we'll have to monitor and see. If I had to guess, we won't see Kawhi in these conference finals. If somehow, some way, the Clippers get to the NBA finals, maybe there's a chance He'll show up then, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So, it sucks for Kawhi and the Clippers, and we'll just be monitoring that story closely. But, you know, I would like to see Kawhi come back in these conference finals. You know, it's just the right thing to hope for to see if we can get something special uh, in this series. All right, man. So, Black, let's go ahead and stop by what else, man, with the Eastern Conference, man. You got the Bucks there. If the Bucks end up facing the Atlanta Hawks, Black, who goes to the NBA Finals? The Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. If the Milwaukee Bucks face the Philadelphia 76ers, who goes to the NBA Finals, Black? This is a crazy matchup. Man, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> You're making me pick right now, dear. I got to go with Milwaukee. I just I just love Embiid, man. I love what he's doing. He's doing everything we've asked him to do in this playoffs. He's being dominant. But it's just everybody else I'm concerned about. So right now I got to say Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm with you. I think either way, the Bucks make it to the NBA Finals. Either if, way, if they play Atlanta or they play Philly, even though I have Philly, I have Philly going to the finals. But what I'm seeing with Ben Simmons, if it's Philly and Milwaukee, I don't think it's gonna be. It. I, I believe it's up in the air, bro, because things change by series, man. We don't know. In, <laughs> Ben Simmons could just be having a down series against the Atlanta Hawks and could go and play against Milwaukee and, and look good. Him and Embiid look good together. Okay. I, I don't I don't it know. Looks what, bad. What, it looks bad, but when you get to Eastern Conference, the, the conference championships for a trip to go to the, to the finals, things happen to change drastically, uh, D. So... Right now, I got to stick with Milwaukee, but man, I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta, I mean, if if Philly somehow gets there, because I just love what Embiid doing this year in the playoffs, man. Yeah, yeah. And and then, one other thing, outside of, outside of Giannis, what they going to do with Embiid? It's going to have to be Giannis and Embiid. Like you say, Nate, if that's that matchup, it's going to have to be Embiid and Giannis. They going to have to, that's going to be the key right there. That's I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you got Chris Middleton and Tobias Harris. Who you, you rolling do. with? Chris Middleton. Absolutely. Chris Middleton. When you look at the guard play up top, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker. You look across, you got Seth Curry. Don't know if Danny Green's going to be back. Then you got Ben Simmons. I mean, where you go? If you if you make me pick between Drew Holiday and Seth Curry, I got to pick Seth Curry right now because the way he hooping. What about defensively though? Defensively, of course, you got to go with Drew Holiday. D, of course, but Drew offensively, Drew Holiday disappears. Seth Curry not gonna disappear. 
He's not going to disappear. Well, it's kind of early for you to say that. I mean, he's been playing really well in this <laughs> series. Play- no, I'm just saying, no, he's been playing well in the playoffs. Okay. He's okay. been win- okay. he's been playing well in the playoffs. Okay. Like, I, it's just not this series. When when they, I forgot who they kicked it off with. I'm sorry. They, it, it, it slipped who, my Philly? man. Yeah, uh, Philly. The Wizards. Yeah, he, he played well against the Wizards. And that's what's killing me about Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris looked awesome against the Wizards. Oh, of course. But it's just something I it's it's something about the matchups and I believe with uh Milwaukee and if Philly, I think the matchups is a, a, a really close to even D than what you think it could be. No, 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 no. I agree. I think Philly and Milwaukee will be a bloodbath. Yeah. But I'm gonna take Philly, I'm gonna take Milwaukee to go to the finals. And you got to, and this the other thing, they lost Danny Green, but Philly plays a lot of guards. They do. They got a lot of Max guard is out play. there too. He playing well. Yeah, they got a lot of guard play. So that I'ma stick, I'ma stick with Milwaukee though. I'ma stick with Milwaukee D, but something in me, something in my something in my heart and my head telling me, don't be shocked if Philly find a way to get this done. Well, you want the you know who the NBA want to make it to the finals out of these, don't you? Oh, they want Milwaukee for Giannis, yeah. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think they want Atlanta. Really? I think the fun, But what's man, your reason why? The fun, the entertainment value. Of being in Atlanta and... Just watching them play. Okay. Just watching them play. I think Adam Silver and the NBA had honchos for, for viewers. For viewers. The city of Atlanta will represent. Okay. They will represent. This is a more viable market, of course. Look, you got the Migos... Basically, the face of the Falcons, Quavo, he front row all game. The attention that the NBA would get in Atlanta, that crowd's going to show up. Not saying them Bucks won't show up in the finals, but if I'm an exec and I'm watching these Atlanta games, they live in there, man. That's energy in there. Ice tray in there. They shooting the ball out there. like. But that ain't going to happen. I just don't think Atlanta don't got enough to make it to the finals. But if I'm wrong, hmm, Atlanta and Phoenix NBA finals, hmm, I like it. (laughs) I like it. All right, man. So we're going to come out of the playoffs, man. So me and Black, we might get a special edition. Now, we were very, very close to giving you a special edition uh, (laughs) towards the end of the week because there was just so much going on. But these series, look what happened. At that point, we were doing this. The Bucks were up three games to two. We was about to do a special edition. Then KD dropped 49, evened it up. You know, so it's like... (laughs) Then you look at the other series with Philly, man, look like Philly about to go home. And then what? Philly ends up winning. Now we got a game seven. So we were very, very close to give you that special edition, but uh, very well could get one this week as well. All right, Black, let's get into some NBA news, man. Black, what is going on in Dallas with the Dallas Mavericks? Rick Carlisle says he will not return. GM Donnie Nelson relieved of his duties. Rumors are coming out that Luka is not a fan of the front office and could potential look to leave Dallas when his contract is up. Black, how do you feel about the noise in Dallas? And do you think it's realistic that Luca walks? I think it's, I think it is, bro. I really think it is. This is something I talked to you about a while ago, and you was, I was saying I don't know if Dallas is a big enough market for Luca. Luca is becoming a superstar. You know, I don't know if Dallas is going to be able to hold on to him because he's going to start seeing these lights and glamour like L.A. Uh, the Warriors. Those, I mean, the, the, you know, you know the areas. L.A., New yeah, York, New York. Like that's attractive to him. I could see Luca in New York with that team they got. Mm. 
That's the big lights. I could see Luka in New York. They got a decent team, and they got a decent team that just need a another superstar. piece, of, another a superstar, a superstar, another piece or two. Why couldn't Luka? Why couldn't you see Luka in New York? Okay, you know I it it's crazy. I'm really I was really baffled by the Rick Carlisle thing because he didn't done so much for Dallas championship and for coach. him and for him to say he's stepping away. Yeah, ah, uh, something ain't right there, bro. Yeah. Something ain't right. Something going on in Dallas. I was like, man, look here, like. And it looked like shoot after they lost the uh the Clippers, uh I'm I'm tri- uh dang after they lost they, to the Clippers after they lost to the Clippers, uh what's the dang I forgot his name Luca Luca yeah Luca <laughs> was on the first thing smoking back to Slovenia uh, Slovenia playing getting ready for the Olympics he already playing he already playing yeah so for him to be jetted that quick up out of Dallas. That's not a good sign, bro. That's not a good sign, bro. That's not like mm-hmm. you lost. Shoot, okay, we lost. I'm I'm out of here. I'm going yeah. back to my home country. Yeah. Like it's I I don't like what's going on in da- Dallas. Mark Cuban have to figure some things out here. If he know what best for him, he don't let Luca get out of there. But D, I just don't believe Dallas is going to be able to hold on to Luca. I think Luca gonna ride this thing out and see what the market and these other. Top places have to offer him before he signs back with Dallas. It's very rare. It's very rare that uh, young players that are coming out of their rookie deal leave. We don't ever see it. Bron didn't leave. Wade didn't leave. Nothing. Jordan. None of these. Kobe. They don't leave. They always re up with their team that they're with because they can get the most money. Luca can sign a hundred and ninety dollar million extension today. With the Dallas Mavericks. So, it's going to be real interesting if that's what Luka wants to do. Here's what I think. Do I think Luka wants control over the organization? I don't. I think it was a philosophy thing with Luka. Rick Carlisle's methods, Donnie Nelson's methods don't line up with a 22-year-old basketball player. I think the old heads and the old guards of the NBA are being rushed out when you're dealing with this youth movement. That's what I think is happening. They say Carlisle and Luca butted heads all season long. They say Luca and Donnie Nelson got into a verbal altercation in the front office because of philosophies. Luca is the new breed. He's the new guard, NBA player, superstar player, potentially the new face of the league when LeBron James and Durant and Steph Curry steps away. Hell, Luca is a, probably a top five player now. Now in the NBA. So I think it was more philosophy, but I do think Mark Cuban has his work cut out for him. And I agree with you. For Luka to lose in the playoffs and be on the next flight to Slovenia, <laughs> I get it. It's Olympics time. And Luka loves his country. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, he loves his country. His father played for Slovenia. He played for Slovenia in their leagues. We all know Luka come from the Euro world. So I, when you said I was like, dang. Like that that is kind of crazy, but it's Olympic time. Mm-hmm. And Luca wants to represent his country. So that could have been it too. But I think is there potential for Luca to leave without reing up? Yeah, it is. But do I think he leaves? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think Mark Cuban is too smart of a businessman to even put Luca in the situation where he has to make that kind of decision. I think Luca I mean Mark Cuban finds the right GM. I think he finds the new right head coach. And Luca signs for $190-something million. And he stays in Dallas for another four years. Now, will Luca retire Maverick? No, he will not. <laughs> no, he will not. 
unless you get guys to come and play with him in Dallas, which I don't think you'll be able to. Christos Porzingis is on the first train smoking. Whether he hell. wants to be traded or they're going to cut him, whatever they want to do, he got to go. Him and Luka do not fit. Chris Christoph Porzingis is a four. When I say four, that means he's the fourth best player on the team. Mm. He ain't a number two. He for sure ain't a number one. He ain't a number three. He's a number four. He's a number four. The way he left Luka high and dry versus the Clippers was criminal. So he has to go. So I believe Mark Cuban will do what he needs to do. Smart businessman. He, he lived off Dirk Nowitzki for 20-something years. And he looked up and got Luka right before Dirk retired. So the Mavericks are always going to be around. And, and, and Mark Cuban, he's not going to let Luka walk out that door. He's going to do what he needs to do to get the pieces in place. So we definitely going to watch that story closely because it was very loud out of Dallas this week. It was. General manager gone, head coach gone. That was Luka crazy. not getting along with the organization. You're three for Luka? And like I was telling you, we was talking, I was like, bro, is this like a Black Monday? I know you got the Black Monday in the NFL, but I'm like, this is Black Monday in the NBA too? Wild days. It seemed like after that Monday, Monday, yeah. Monday and Tuesday, all boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. boom. I'm like, God. Yes, sir. And then to hear all that going on with Dallas, man, it sucks, man. I'm uh, shout out to Rick Carlisle, man, for all the great things he's done in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, man. shout but out to Rick Carlisle. To see him walking away, D, that really sucked for me, man. Yeah, I, I agree because I like Rick Carlisle, and he's one of the few head coaches that's currently in the league that has a championship ring as a head coach. Mm-hmm. It's not many. I think you probably got six NBA coaches out of thirty teams who have rings. Six. That's crazy. Six. Nick Nurse, Spo, Carlisle. Popovich. Popovich. Ty. Ty Lu. And Spolster. I said Spolster. Oh, and Spol- Doc. And Doc. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not many. Doc got a ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doc got a ring. Boston. It's not okay. many. It's not many. So, oh, and uh, Frankie V. Frankie V. Seven. Oh, Frankie go. V. Frankie V. So, we're going to watch that closer, man. Interesting. So, not only is this drama happening in Dallas, it's also happening in New Orleans. Zion Williamson's family is being loud and clear that they want him out of there. NBA players around the league like J.J. Redick are coming out saying you cannot trust Griffin, Dan Griffin, the GM of the Pelicans. You cannot trust him in the front office of New Orleans Pelicans. They will look you in the eye and lie to you. J.J. Redick said Dan Griffin told him, we will not trade you. If we, if you don't want to be here, you want to go play for a contender, we will get you a buyout, and you'll be able to choose your team. J.J. Reddick said he woke up the next morning, and he was on the next flight to Dallas. Traded. And that didn't sit well with Zion Williamson, who him and J.J. Reddick were close. That didn't sit well with him. You got other guys coming out like Anthony Davis, couldn't trust the front office. That's why he wanted out expeditiously mm-hmm. out of New Orleans. A lot of Boogie Cousins was another one. How they traded him doing All Star? Why he was hurt? Why he was hurt? They traded him out of there. So it's a lot of turmoil in New Orleans. Colin Cowherd, shout out Big Colin. <laughs> That's your man. That's my guy. That's your man. <laughs> Colin said on his show last week that he predicts not Luca, but Zion will be the first player. To not re-up with his original team that drafted him after his rookie deal. He said Zion's sponsorships, Jordan Brand, Gatorade, all of these big, I mean, all of these people who's on, this will be 
nothing for Zion to leave mm. and end up where? He said New York or Atlanta. Oh, my, my. New York or Atlanta. A video surfaced over the weekend, Black. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll send it to you. That pre-draft, Zion Williamson went and sat at the Atlanta Hawks table. I did see that. I did see that. And somebody told him Atlanta's not picking number one. And then Zion got up. I said, wow. That's kind of interesting. And then he hoots and hollers about his love for Madison Square Garden in New York City. Rumor is, the last time the Pelicans were in New York, Zion stayed an extra day. He didn't leave with the team to go to the next game. He stayed an extra day because he loved New York that much, and then he went to go be with the team. Colin Cowher said he won't sign. He won't resign now. I could believe it. Stan Van Gundy out the door. One year. One fired. year. Fired. fired. What's that about, man? And I was, li- it's crazy you say that because I was listening on the radio and they was like, they said that uh, Van Gundy butted heads with a few players, Ingram, mm-hmm. Zion, Zion, like his philosophy, that old school philosophy. Don't now, work. Like you said, don't work with these kids. Mm-hmm. That, that hard lunch pills, mm-hmm. that stuff don't work mm-hmm. with these kids, man. And they thought Van Gundy could come in. And uh, switch this thing around, and I'm not surprised by Griffin, bro. That's why he got out of Cleveland. That's why Cleveland let him go, cause that jump was trash. What he was doing in Cleveland too, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not shocking to me that he a snake, bro. Ooh wee, sheesh. It's not shocking to me, like you said, D. You talk about New York, bro. I would love to see him in Atlanta, bro. I would. Lo- oh man, him well, and nice Trey, him and Trey together. Oh man. That would be amazing, but I could understand New York. I could understand that. They on so the rise, man. They, they, they on the rise, and that's a big, big... Huge market. Let me tell you something. The if he was to go to New York, I promise you, every corner you turn, you're going to see his face. Zion, Zion. <laughs> He's going to be everywhere. And like you said, he outgrowing New Orleans already. See, Anthony Davis didn't outgrow New Orleans this, this fast. He didn't. But Zion got these sponsorships... They, He's getting more and more sponsorships. Like it's crazy. It's crazy to see him. Like I, I read something yesterday. Like he finna be get ready to sign something with McDonald's. He's finna be the next NBA player to sign with McDonald's. Like already in his first year. In his first year. So it's it's crazy what's going on, man, in New Orleans. And then another thing is that I see I heard on the radio as well. Uh, as I was driving when I got off work, they. They said, and you, I think you told me it too, that they may be moving in a few years. 2024. Yeah, so, and it, it, it's crazy that. Who wants to deal with that? Who wanted, who wanted, where are they going to move? Seattle. And who wants to go to Seattle? <laughs> no disrespect to Seattle. No disrespect. No we love disrespect. you out there. We love you, Seattle. We love you, Seattle, but. Rainy and gloomy all day long. No. That ain't Zion. That's, that's not happening. Right. You know, so, hey, man, I could see him ending up. I would like to see him at any one of those teams, the New York or Atlanta. Atlanta. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make a difference to me. Yeah, uh, you said a key word. Daniel Griffin got a bad reputation. He came out talking out the side of his neck about LeBron after LeBron left, that he can run the team, and he was, you know, he will put pieces together to keep this team relevant. Mm. They ain't do nothing. You pick up this great job in New Orleans, and no disrespect to Stan Van Gundy, but come on, man, look at the collection of talent that you have there. You think Stan Van Gundy fit that? No, he don't fit that. So it's a lot of things going on in New Orleans with Zion's family coming out, being loud and clear, saying they want him out of there. 
and Zion is not feeling the best about his situation there. And Zion literally is under contract one more year. And he can opt out. He ain't already been there. What is it? They signed three year deals, Ricky? Deals? Three or four year deals? This is his second or third season. This, this is his second season. He was hurt his first year, remember? Oh, that's right, that's right. So he, he has two, two more, more years. years. Okay. Two more years. And I don't know if that fourth year is an opt out or yeah, not. Yeah, I didn't know if they signed three or four no, years in the it's NBA. Four. It's okay, four. all right. It's four. So it'll be interesting to see. And when you look at the history of the Pelicans and everything Anthony Davis went through there, superstars can't live there. They only stop by. You think Brandon Ingram going to re-up there when his contract over with? I don't mm. think so. You think Zoe going to stay there? I don't think Zoe going to stay there. That's a mm-hmm. West Coast kid. So the Pelicans got a situation there. If they can't get Jason Kidd to come coach their team, which I don't think they're going to be able to because Dan Griffin is in the front office, I don't know. And that's a football town. So the owners of that team, they're going to have to make some key decisions because now the rumors out there, they could be on the move by 2024. That's not a good place. I think Zion will be the first superstar young player to say, you know what? Peace out. I don't think it's Luka Doncic. I think it's Zion Williamson. All right, Black, let's get to it, man. The first, second, and third team was announced in the NBA this past week. Let's go ahead and start the first team. Unanimous vote, only unanimous vote on this team was Giannis Antetokounmpo. You had Stephen Wardell Curry, Luka Doncic, the MVP Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard returning uh, to first team All-NBA status. Black, any issues with the first team All-NBA squad? Should anybody else been in this conversation? Um, No issues with first team. I think they got it right with first team. Yeah. Uh, Giannis being unanimous, I can agree with that. And uh it was good to, it was actually good to see Kawhi on first team. Mm-hmm. It was good to see him there. You know, um every uh, who uh, who else was first team? I'm sorry. Luca. Luca Jokic. Yep. Yeah. Curry. I, and, and I don't understand why Luca wasn't unanimous. I don't know why. Luca started wasn't. off slow, remember? Remember Luca started off very he did. slow. He did, very but slow. they turned it on midway. They turned yep. it on. At the All-Star. Yeah, and then Steph Curry, you know. Great year. Great year, man. Coming off a year like they had in great the pandemic year. year in the bubble, not making the bubble. Steph Curry just went crazy with no help. Great year. <laughs> great year. So yeah. uh no problem with uh first team for me at all. Okay, second team, NBA, Joel Embiid, all right, LeBron, Raymond James, Damian Litter, Chris Paul, and Julius Randle. Julius Randle on the second team. Black, should anybody have been replaced? Anybody been replaced on this second team? Chris Paul, Julius Randle. LeBron. LeBron. Lillard. Lillard and Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid. Oh, man. You got uh, Randle, most improved player. Chris Paul, phenomenal season. Phenomenal season, yeah. LeBron, yeah. Dame was being Dame. LeBron was an MVP candidate before he went down. And Joel, Joel finished second. Yeah, they got, they, they got that right. Yeah. They got that right. I'm sitting here ready to think about it now. Yeah, they got that right. Okay. They definitely got it right. No issues there. No issues there. All right, third team. This is where it gets interesting for me. All right, so we got Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, and Kyrie Irving. Uh, replace me, Devin Booker with Jimmy Butler. Absolutely. And absolutely, man, Brad. Bradley Beal had Brad, a hell of a year he now. Had a hell of a year for him to be. Oh, for them man. to for them to battle back and make the playoffs. Yeah, fifty point game after fifty point game. He would have had some conversation for second with me. Mm. Over, you don't think so? Over Lillard. So you gonna have to Lillard or Paul gonna have to go? So you think he replaces Lillard or Paul? 
Bradley Bill hooped this year. Oof. He did. But was he better than Lillard? He wasn't. Was he better than Paul? No. I don't think so either. Uh, and uh, Woody Gerberg, defensive player of the year. Defensive so he player of the year, be, he, he got to be, be on there. Kyrie Irving, he hooped this year too. He did. You know, he missed a lot of games, D. He did, but when he was on that flow. When he was on the flow. He was a 50-40-90 guy too. 50-40-90 guy. 50% from the field. 90% free throw shooter. And I forgot what the 40%, 40% from three. Yeah. That don't happen every year now. That does not happen every year. It doesn't. 50-40-90 guy. I got to replace Paul George too, D. Russell Westbrook. Ooh, Russell Westbrook. Okay. I believe I believe Book okay. and I agree with everybody who was saying I believe I believe Book and Westbrook got snubs. Like this man broke a triple he broke the rec he broke the record. That's still for the longest. <sighs> and I feel like he he was more of an impact player than than Paul George was this season. So <sighs> I'm taking I'm taking Paul George and I'm taking taking Jimmy. Off third team and replacing them with Book and Westbrook. I'm definitely getting Jimmy Butler out of here. <laughs> Jimmy Butler had a solid season. Yes, he did. But come on. You just like Paul George, brother. Come That's on. Devin Booker, he deserved to be on this. No, 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 no. I feel you with Westbrook. <laughs> I feel Westbrook. They struggled so much. But Westbrook, look what but they listen, did, though. Westbrook had a very bad start to his year. PG wasn't bad at all this year. Consistent. He went in back. At no point in this season did you say, dang, PG bad. It's okay to be consistent when you're playing with Kawhi. And no, no, but, but you still got to play now. But what's so Westbrook? The whole year Russell, and broke the record. He's been standing for a, a, more than decades. He, and he went crazy the second half of the year. Mm. He went crazy. I give you that. They got snubbed, D. I don't know if he got snubbed. They got snubbed. Book got snubbed for sure. But I could have made hey, an argument that look, Book could have been second team over Dame Lillard. Look, our listeners, let's let's go to Twitter about this. I want to see what I want to see what people think. Okay, I really want to see what people think. Let we gonna take this to Twitter and see did Russell what, Westbrook, what our listeners and supporters think about did, this. One. Should Russell Westbrook have replaced Paul George? Because we both agree that Book should have been replacing Jimmy. Jimmy, And yeah. I can make an effort that Book probably should have uh, replaced Dame Lillard. No way. No way, D. No way? No way, D. No way, Book. What you basing it off of? Second seed <laughs> in the West. They were the number one seed all year long. But he ain't hoop better than D, uh, he, Dame Lillard, bro. Dame Lillard only averaged a couple points better than him. D book was consistent, bro. D D book was consistent. Damon Lillard missed quite a bit of games. So you gonna put D book all the way up the second team? I said it's an argument. It's an argument. Mm. It's just an argument conversation. But I'm gonna hold book down on three to replace Jimmy. No doubt. No doubt. Jimmy was good when he played. He missed a lot of time, but he wasn't what book was this year. Paul George versus Russell Westbrook for that last spot. Conversation. Like Conversation. Black said, let's go to Twitter. If y'all want to voice y'all opinions on that, should Paul George, should Russell Westbrook be third team all NBA? Which one? Which one? We'll love to hear from y'all. We would love to hear from y'all. All right, Black, it's time to show that love, man. <laughs> it's time to show that love to LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, my boy. This year's Rookie of the Year. I love the video, the prank that they pulled on it with Miles Bridges. Uh, LaMelo had no idea That's they was crazy. in there doing some stuff with the merch 
And LaBelle like, yeah, they ain't want me to take that thing home. They ain't want me to take that thing to the house. And Miles Bridges pulled that thing back. Metal looked down and seen his name on the trophy. That was a dope moment. It was. I love how they do that. I love how they did it with uh, Clarkson and uh, Joe Ingles. Mm-hmm. Like, Ingles had already knew Clarkson had one, and they was doing the interview, and, you know, he gave him the trophy. I, yeah. I, I like how the NBA uh, is doing that. But LaMelo, very good year, man. Very good year for a rookie. Flashy season. Incredible highlights. Really showing that he deserved to be the number two pick by the Golden State Warriors. That's what he showed me. Steve Kerr and whoever was at that front desk, how do you not take this kid? Mm. And he falls in Michael Jordan's lap. Michael Jordan ain't brought nobody in to Charlotte. But he found him, LaMelo Ball, and LaMelo did not disappoint. Almost lost him to a wrist injury, but he was able to clear and come back. They made it to the play-in. But speak on the mellow season, man. What do you think, man? Hey, you man, did. I'm not shocked, man. We've yeah. been calling it a whole We've year, been calling man. it. We've Rook. Calling young Rook. Young, young Rook, Rook of the year, man. They are like, hey, man, this kid is exciting. He got the it factor already as a no rookie. No doubt. You know, he got he got talent. He got flash, charisma. He got everything that you want to see in a rookie, especially a young guy in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's... People are watching out for LaMelo Ball in the NBA. Exciting. Like, he's very exciting to watch. And, you know, I know, you know, that the kid Anthony Edwards is kind of salty. He didn't win it, but. So what? Anthony Edwards, come on, guy. You, so you what? Y'all finished last you won, Outside of that one dunk on the kid from Japan, what else did you do for me, my guy? You I had some really don't. You know, you, you had, had a few moments, moments here and there, but they want LaMelo Ball type moments. So I'm excited for the kid, man. I think he, he just go up from here, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a huge fan. I will have his jersey in this office right over there by Michael Jeffrey Jordan's and Trevor Lawrence's. That's where his will be at. So, uh, very excited to see LaMelo win that trophy. Well-deserved. Anthony Edwards, he had a solid season. He had some good highlights. But LaMelo Ball was fighting for a playoff spot all year. The Charlotte Hornets was in a playoff hunt all year. They made the play-in game all year long. LaMelo was an efficient point guard. For the life of me, I don't understand why he came off the bench for as long as he did, and then they finally made him a starter. But uh, very, very exciting, man, to see LaMelo get that. Very well-deserved. This kid has a bright future. Look forward to seeing everything that he has uh, to come. But we called it here on the Sports List, man. We called it. <laughs> LaMelo Ball will be, will be your Rookie of the Year, and he is indeed that. Shout-out to uh, LaMelo Ball. And shout-out to uh, Papa Ball, man. <laughs> Your boy LaVar got the hat on. I told you so. I told you so. Merch on Big Big B, man. Tripleballer.com, man. Y'all go get the hats, man. <laughs> go get the hats. I told you so. And them Charlotte Hornet colorways. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up our NBA. We're going to get into some other news. Not going to be quite two hours today because uh, me and Black, we want to finish up and uh, uh, enjoying our Father's Day. But we got some, uh, some other news we're going to get into. We're going to stop by. Uh, real quick and uh, talk about those things, man, that we're going to go ahead and get out of here. All right, Black, let's go ahead and talk about it. We got some things going on in the WWE. Now, I will take the brunt on this. Me and Black are completely trash for our WWE and wrestling coverage. Um, but, you know, we will um, definitely, definitely, definitely be getting that back in the gear. But Black, Roman Reigns, he is talking that talk. 
talking that talk, John Cena and The Rock rumors have been circling that they could be making their way back to the ring. And Roman Reigns said, if I was them, I wouldn't come nowhere near my ring. They need to stay on movie sets. Mm. That's what uh, Roman Reigns had to say about John Cena. Hell in the Cell is tonight, by the way. We're going to pick up our coverage there next week. But Black, what do you think about Roman Reigns taking his stance as the big dog that he is with the potential of John Cena and The Rock looming close? To uh, Roman Reigns, what do you think? I love it. Oh yeah, this is exciting times for wrestling, what's man. What's and, uh, we like D said, we suck, man. We suck so bad. We gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get this done, man. Because we will. I, I actually miss wrestling, man. I actually miss talking about it. So mm-hmm. we gotta get this done. But man, for the big dog to come out and speak like that on the national, oh yeah, TV, yeah, on the, it, it, it's a big deal. Oh, so yeah. I'm hoping to see. You know, some of that come to fruition in the WWE moving forward. For sure, for sure. All right, let's move along. Black Jamal Chalo remains undefeated, going 32-0 last night to retain his middleweight championship. Black, speak on the performance of Mr. Jamal Chalo. Very dominant performance. Uh, Unanimous decision, man. Uh, This kid, he was the guy he was fighting, man, had no chance. He, he he, He was game, though. He landed some good punches and... You know, uh, made uh, Charlo, uh, Jermel Charlo, adjust to a few things, but it was it wasn't enough in the end. Jermel Charlo once again undefeated, 32 and 0. I like after the fight. Give me Canelo. Give me Triple G. I'm the king at 160. Y'all guys need to come on down, and y'all need to do something. I'm unbeaten. Stop ducking me. Let's do it. Yeah, Jamal Charlo is an excellent fighter. Dominant uh, performance by him last night. And, uh, you know, I would like to see him and Triple G fight first before he get a shot at Canelo. Mm -hmm. I think the Triple G and Jamal Charlo fight needs to take place. I think the winner of that fight get get a crack at uh, Canelo Saul out of ass. I mean, we're not ducking over here in Saul camp. Mm -hmm. We got championships, and we're trying to collect Mm -hmm. them all to be a unified, undisputed Mm -hmm. world champion. So, little Jamal, chill out a little bit. You said he's not ducking? No way. You know what we're trying to do. Trying to unify. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't we do gonna that. We're going to say that. Don't, yeah, shout yeah. out. Honestly, though, shout out to Jamal Charlo, man. 32 on well-deserved. Black wanted to talk about this. I'm going to put him out there, man. Black wanted to talk about this. I was going to skip and breeze right through it. Black, one of your favorites, probably your favorite MMA fighter of all time, Anderson the Spot of Silva, made his boxing debut last night. Tell us a little bit about his massive victory. Yes, man. Anderson, the spider. The spider, I said. Debuted in the boxing ring against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And got the big win for the MMA, my guy. So shout out to Spider. Shout out to Anderson Silva, man. Uh-huh. 45, 45, 46 years old, uh-huh. getting a big win in the boxing ring. Uh-huh. Chavez Jr., you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> if I'm your father, the great uh, senior, I would be ashamed. I would be just ashamed. But shout out, man, to the spider for getting his first ever boxing boxing win in the ring yeah 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 no doubt man shout out to uh anderson the spider civil beating what's his name my boy julio chavez julio cesar chavez jr my guy yeah moving along to more disturbing (laughs) news in the combat world oscar de la hoya one of the greats is stepping into the ring against an mma great in a boxing match de la hoya versus vitor Belfort Black Go on and speak on Two of your guys Getting there Getting ready to do some battle Go ahead Look man This is trash man (laughs) 
Delahoya, you should be shaming yourself, bro. Maybe if you put the whiskey bottle down, you won't be trying Ooh, to come back and wee. fight. Ooh, Maybe wee. if you go and drop the whiskey bottle, my guy, and stop dealing with the Ooh, the alcohol, you wouldn't have to try to come back to the ring Ooh. and fight. And then you want to make this fight with Belfort, and then you want to say you wanna you wanna fight uh, two more fighters, and you want your mate your 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 farewell fight to be against Floyd Mayweather Jr. No, sir. Farewell. No, sir. Let's let's stop. I'm getting tired of seeing the old heads, man. You know, Mike Tyson, I'm, I'm never tired of seeing you, sir. I'll, I'll watch you, Mike Tyson. you one of the greats, so I, I, I would love to watch you, but no one wants to see De La Hoya. No one wants to see this. Go back and be in the Zach or whatever you're doing. I don't, I don't want to see that, sir. Yeah, I don't have nothing else to add. I can care less. We'll not be watching this unless Chad Johnson's on the undercard again. I mean, that's the only way I'm going to turn in. I am not watching this foolishness with Vitor Belfort looking like a bag of broken down potatoes. Oscar De La Hoya old and coked out. Yeah, I'm going to say it old and coked out. I ain't watching this. Black, you need to let me know what go down between De La Hoya and Hey, bro, I might not be Belfort. able to tell you. I don't think I'm tuning in in this one, man. De La Hoya and <laughs> Belfort. All right, moving along, man. LeBron James is going from 23 to number six, all right? The all-time NBA great is switching numbers again. So now I got to buy me another LeBron jersey because he is coming out of 23 and he is going to number six. But Anthony Davis say he is not going to go to 23. Anthony Davis say he's going to keep his number number three. Mm. So this is a LeBron. This has been two years in the making for LeBron to go back uh, to number six. So LeBron will be heading back to six. And Black, the Jacksonville Jaguars signing uh, Treadwell, former number one pick, wide receiver, formula of the Minnesota Vikings. You think he got anything left of the tank? Think he can have the Jaguars at all? He's a big body. We got Trevor Lawrence. So when you got big body receivers on the on, on the team, I think this could be a plus. But we want to see what he have in camp. You know, I think this, a, this, this is a signing – that is going to help with camp. It's going to push some of those younger receivers For sure. and see what's what. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens with uh, LaCron Treadwell in Jacksonville camp. That's what I think. This is a camp move. He's going to be able to push some of the younger guys. You know, he could be floating around getting a roster spot here. We'll see what he got left. Uh, he didn't have the most productive years in Minnesota. Big body, big hands, not the fastest guy. Could be a red zone threat. We'll see what matures there uh, with Treadwell being in Jacksonville Jaguars camp. All right, last but not least, Black, we got some news with Team USA with the Olympics. Black, let us know who has committed to Team USA to Team USA so far. Yeah, when we was when we was preparing the docket, we was talking about this, and who knows? News broke right, right after I talked to my guy about the docket. Kevin Durant has put his name in the hat okay. to play in the. U.S. Olympics. Okay, okay. So we got on the list, on the short list, still have players that is uh, announcing. We got uh, Bradley Beal, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and Devin Booker. Those are the guys who are all locked in for the U.S. basketball team so far. Still some names to be announced uh, moving forward. I know once playoffs and everything with basketball, then we'll get the rest of the guys locked in. But team is looking great already, man, especially with the signing of Kevin Durant. To see him be able to go ahead and want to keep this thing going into the Olympics, I love to see that. Yeah, um, I love to see it as well. Playing for the Olympics is a staple in a lot of young, great players' careers in the NBA. And thank God for the dream team. When Magic and Michael and Larry and all these guys got together to say, hey, we need to make this right. We need to go out here and show our dominance that America has the best basketball players in the world. And that's no question. Now, don't get me wrong. You got some of the Euro lovers out there. They're coming into the NBA. 
head of the class, Luka Doncic. You mm. know, you've seen Dirk Nowinski. You've seen a lot of guys. Nikola Jokic is this year's MVP. This year's MVP. So you got a lot of things going on in Euro world. But in the, in the land of America, no, no question about it, the best basketball players. And these younger players, Tatum and Booker. KD's now elder statesman like LeBron was. And LeBron and Kobe was doing the Olympic thing. KD was the young pup. So I'm glad to see these guys come and commit and want to go over there and handle that business and come back with the goal. That just has to be done, so shout out to that. Looking forward to the Olympics. We will be covering the Olympics. Um, I wish I had the young lady's name, the track star last night. Oh, oh. God. Look it up real quick, see if you can find it. We definitely want to show them some love. But man, the Olympic trials, all that's going on. You got people qualifying, swimming, and track and field, and basket, uh, the basketball teams are kicking off. We saw Luca with Slovenia the other night, the American World Championship games they'll be starting very soon Shakira Richardson shout out to you <laughs> that was a beautiful display yes it was of speed technique and dominance yes last and, night for and, her to qualify and, for the and, Olympics and, and I happened to watch that live and to see her not break out the uh, break out good and be able to come back and clean. win in that fashion clean. Clean. This girl got something special. I'm happy she made the Olympics because on the women's side, yes, sir. it's a lot of talent there. Yes, and sir. boy, she is one of the ones to watch out for. 20 years old, Dean. Straight out of college. Youngin. Straight out of LSU. Straight out of LSU. So yes, I'm sir. looking forward to seeing her in the Olympics against the world's best. Absolutely. We would have been remiss if we didn't mention her name on this show because I woke up to that this morning. <laughs> And I said, who is that? And I had a couple of my homeboys uh, hit me up in text messages, shoot me the video. I said, who is she? And I went and saw the race myself. I said, good God. <laughs> By God, look at that speed and that technique. Yeah. And she was overjoyed. Ooh. Running up there to holler at her grandmother. That was just so dope to see. Um, and shout out, what's her name again, Black? Oh, my boy slipping, man. He I'm done the my bad. My boy done closed the My bad. Shakira. Sh- sh- I don't, I'm Shakira. Probably, it's something like that. I'm probably Maybe we saw we butchering your name. We butchering your name, but uh, you know who you are. Yeah, shout out to you. Shakira Richardson. There it is. Miss Richardson, keep doing your thing. All right, man. So that's going to wrap it up for me and Black Man. Uh, we just want to say once again, happy, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, enjoying their Father's Day. Me and Black, we're going to go enjoy the rest of our Father's Day. Uh, but appreciate y'all rocking with us for another episode, episode 123 of the Sports Desk. Shout out to the NPN Network. Shout out to Reduce Lunch, man. We really enjoy doing this. You can catch me, Dedrick L. Higgs Jr., on Twitter and Instagram at that name. Uh, look forward to hearing from you guys, man. Yeah, I can catch me, man, uh, at BlackENL3 on Twitter and Instagram. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy Happy Father's Day once again to you, my guy. Love Same to you, you man. my guy. Love happy you, Father's man. Day. Absolutely, man. So until next, well, I don't know. You might get an episode from us. Who knows? All right. <laughs> but uh, if we don't hear from y'all this week, you know, we'll catch y'all in a few more days after that. So y'all be cool. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves out there. Hey, bro. You listening to the sports desk. Are you ready to go? 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 Are you